good week. Yo, this is George Dr. Funkenstein Clinton, and whenever I'm in Ann Arbor, I check out WCBN FM. They do the dog. WCBN FM and Arbor. Living Writers Show here on WCBM. Fundraiser episode. Please do call in at 763-3500 to make your donation. We do have Living Writers who will show up during today's show. For now, let's get pumped up with Survivor.
Resting his Italian leather shoes on the stern of the gondola, meandering slowly down the Grand Canal of Venice, the youthful traveler gave only fleeting thoughts to his old friends at the university. His new life afforded him myriad pleasures, though he never became fully accustomed to life away from WCBN. Just as the thought fluttered away from him like an old biscotti wrapper, the Capitan switched on his old transistor radio. Amidst the static, the traveler's ears discerned the faint strains of Finder, his favorite Ann Arbor local band. But here? On the Grand Canal? It must be WCBN FM Ann Arbor. What luck. He chose not to question the logic of the situation, rather remembering that it was fundraiser week, a magical week, and instead he opted to bask in the warmth of WCBN and a sunny Italian afternoon. WCBN FM's annual fundraiser will be reaching farther than ever with the addition of web pledging on www.wcbn.org. Yes, today is our special fundraiser edition of Living Writers. Unfortunately, T. Hetzel cannot be here in person because pneumonia is kicking her behind. But please do call in at 763-3500. That's area code 734-763-3500. And maybe it's like ringing bells to help angels get their wings. Maybe the more donations you provide the more rapidly T. Hetzel will pop into recovery and back into the interviewing chair. Speaking of which, let's go to the archive and play for you a section of a fundraiser episode with with Jonathan Lethem. Uh, but before that, I think we have a big Mike fan of, of Living Writers who wants to say something. I'm on my four. Well, I'm just uh, delivering the message from T., that she is also totally pumped up. Ooh, it's because of the eye of the tiger, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, let's keep it up. T is listening. You are listening. You are calling 763-3500 to please give WCBN your cash monies. So let's let's begin this with a section from Jonathan Lethem. Uh, maybe we will have some Craig Mackey uh, in the future and also more musics and more special guests. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today on the program, Jonathan Lethem is here. Jonathan, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Thanks. I know. This still is living. <laughs> still alive, yeah. still writing, um, still qualifying for Living Writers in 2011. Jonathan, thanks so much for being here this week in particular, since it's fundraiser sure. here at WCBN. That's good. Yeah. Have you done fundraisers before? I Is guess this... I was on um, WNYC's fundraiser once. Yeah, I think so. On the Leonard Lopate show. Ooh, and how'd that go? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe they made some money. I don't know. Millions, I hear. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. We have to beat them today. <laughs> That's right. We've got our little thermometer going. We're yeah. getting ready to <laughs> color in the mercury or something less poisonous. Um, but Jonathan Lethem is here. We've got copies of books that Russell kindly sent from vintage That's books great. so that we could um, give them away to callers. So please give us a call at 734-763-3500. Um, Show your support for WCBN FM. Um, I'll for... sign it for you if you, if you if you tell me what your name is. That's right. Um, we've got great. Um... It's one of the things living writers do. They, they can write. They sign the book. I hear Jonathan, you're an awesome speller. Um, I can spell pretty pretty good. The pen is poised me, here. Me, me spell pretty good. Um, yeah. 
Was that your take on David Sedaris there? No, we talk no, I'm pretty? Sorry. I, no, yeah. no, you know what I actually always think of is that um, uh, there's this Steve Martin line where he says, uh, he's boasting, you know, this is in his early uh, stand-up comedy routine, and he goes, um, uh, some people have a way with words, other people not have way. <laughs> so that, when I, that was my very incompetent reach for that. For that joke, when I said me spell pretty good, I wasn't thinking of Sedaris, but <laughs> I actually... which, which great humorist have I fallen short of this time? <laughs> Hard to keep track of them all. Well, call in and save us from our shortcomings here. <laughs> writers. No, but I actually feel like that a lot when doing the show sometimes, especially when you're having a deep conversation or any conversation at all with with a lovely living writer such as yourself, Jonathan Lethem. And My loveliness is wasted on radio, don't you think? This is, this is underutilized. Uh, loveliness. It is. Yeah. The shirt that you are wearing I today. I picked out this shirt. I worked so hard on this outfit. And I can tell you ironed as well. <laughs> this is this this well, living writers means something to Jonathan. Either that or that's like yeah. one of those no press shirts that are very <laughs> maybe. I'm not telling my secrets. <laughs> well maybe there'll be more secrets to come. Yeah. Um but but just so you know, we've got callers at the re- um well we've got um, answers, call answers, call takers at the ready. Um, Dick, Andrew, and Frank are are here waiting for your call. 734-763-3500. Um, Jonathan, will you tell us what books Russell kindly sent for It us? looks like um, uh, Fortress of Solitude and Chronic City. He sent the, the thick ones. So you're getting a lot of page value for your <laughs> donation. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how long um, did... How long, roughly, does it take you to um, come up? Is your next book going to be this number, like such a? Oh, uh, I don't know. A, I think it might be headed tone. headed in a larger direction. Might be, might be, might be long. Um, but um, I, uh, you know, I I guess uh, the first time when I wrote Fortress of Solitude, I was so confused by by what I charted out to do. How how much. Uh, time it would cover how many different characters and situations it would be and I just you know had to read a lot of long novels to figure out how they worked I, I got really deliberate about that I read you know um, all, all all sorts of long novels to figure was it out Dickens what, did you did Dickens was very important yeah no well I don't I don't no. like that one so much I like great, uh, great expectations ah. okay. and um, that was a really useful book um, just because of the 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 way the the characters grew over the length or what, well what was he useful? dickens one one amazing thing about dickens is he'll let himself introduce really extraordinary characters really late in the in the project and it, it just was very freeing i was sort of like oh you can walk somebody on you know on in the last you know in nine tenths of the way through a big book and make them important and that's okay too because the book really has that kind of size and uh elasticity but also great expectations is you know uh about a kid and it, it sort of in involves this like growth into snobbery through social class so it was it was a real point of you know a real a real compass for me working on the fortress of solitude because when you started fortress of solitude had you already written motherless brooklyn yeah that was a book just before it because i asked just because then the setting you you yeah well the use of brooklyn one book kind of opened into the the next you know and but also um Motherless Brooklyn accidentally taught me to enjoy doing something that I hadn't done at all in my work to that point. Um, I, you know, I don't want to talk as though everyone knows what these, what the contents of these books is like. It's, it's a, it's a 
story about a detective with Tourette syndrome, but I said it in Brooklyn in the neighborhood where I grew up, and I started doing something I hadn't ever done in my writing, which was name a lot of real stuff, like real restaurants, real street names, um, real cultural things, movies and, and, and records and, and um, you know, uh, comic books, you know, Mad Magazine. There's a couple of pages devoted to talking about Don Martin cartoons. And I had always kind of held this at bay, like it was illegal or something. You, know, you can't talk about real stuff in fiction. You, if you, in fact, I used to think there, there was like a higher law that if you, if your characters in fiction went to the movies or or listened to music, you should make up a fictional song or a fictional movie or book or something for them, to, so that the whole world would be fiction. But I broke that um, kind of pointless um, uh, restriction that I'd set up for myself, and, and it was no one else's fault, but my own that I, that I thought that way. And once I started doing it, I had a lot of enthusiasm for it. I realized, oh, I like naming the real world in the, the, the fictional story. So that became, obviously, if you know anything about The Fortress of Solitude, which is about growing up inside culture, being a pop critic, being obsessed with, you know, the songs on the radio, it was a crucial technique. It became the whole book in a way, was fictional characters who were thinking about real culture. And and also this this growth from the bohemian neighborhood right. so it almost seemed like at least from the be the beginning of the book jonathan that it was a love letter to this place um yeah. Borm hill pre gentrification um sure with, yeah with many collisions happening of of um different people that were making it their yeah their it was own. A, it was about how crazy and conflictual and beautiful and strange this lost world of my personal childhood was this place where uh, the neighborhood was, you know, had no single definition. It was, it was a, a slum and it was a vibrant, uh, you know, lower middle class community. And it was a bohemian, you know, kind of turf where artists were, uh, you know, uh, working. And it was a place where communists were coming to have communes. And it was, uh, a no man's land by the laws of the city. You know, the police would almost literally not answer. This sounds like calls. WCBN that you're describing. Yeah, exactly. It was it was WCBN. <laughs> this 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 is the only place I feel at home anymore. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I just was trying to get some of you know, and not to resolve these ir irreconcilable things, but just to name them, just to say, wow, this this the flavor of 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 this life that I knew. Um, and, sh and that shaped me is, you know, I, it was like a diorama. I wanted to just reconstruct it on the page. And and when you and when you moved back there, it must have been because um, you had been spent almost like a decade in California. I've been at living that in point. the Bay Area for ten years before I moved back, and and the f the very first thing I began, you know, was Mother Was Brooklyn, and then went right into Fortress of Solitude. So I wrote the two books about Brooklyn, kind of, you know, in the first in the first four years of returning because sometimes you, you have to leave in order to have that oh yeah I couldn't grapple with feeling. with very much about New York City or Brooklyn in my writing until I'd been away a long time and kind of told myself you know kidding myself that I didn't it didn't matter I didn't need to think about it it was like in a container uh, you know like a like a fuel rod um, <laughs> actually about to burn right through and and so um, then I uh, then I just suddenly uh, had whatever it took as a writer and as a just a as a human being, you know, my emotional structure was ready to kind of open to it and let let it 
you know, let myself feel it and think about it again. Do you think that material from when you're you're young and when you're growing up, it's it imprints on you in a way and and your subconscious really that that might be material that you you're always accessing in in books. Well, or... yeah, I mean, it certainly has been true for me, and I you know probably to an embarrassing degree, I you know there's like a um, my my work is always circling basically like the same 18 or 20 months of my life when I was like 14 and 15 and the things that came into my life or came out of my life at that time and what the when what they lost your what they meant to me yeah around the time that my mother died and I was first kind of um, off to high school in Manhattan and the the things in the culture that you know that I obsess over almost all were kind of more or less collecting on my, you know, on my consciousness right around that time. Stanley Kubrick and, you know, and and uh, Talking Heads, Fear of Music, and and so forth. And, and reading Philip K. Philip Dick. Philip K. Dick. And, and 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 so you know, for better or worse, of course, I I'm no, I there's no, um, what would you say? There's no control in the experiment for me because it isn't as though I ever tried to move on. In a way, I've cultivated that obsession by writing about it again and again and turning my attention to that place uh, because it's been so uh, extraordinary for me as a writer to explore it. So I'm, you know, I'm like a, uh, uh, I'm, I am the, the laboratory or I am the, the diorama of my own life at, you know, at, in, in 1977, basically, and, and just for, you know, for better or worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, sure, both. both. <laughs> We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Living Writers. It's it's in the middle of fundraiser week here, folks. Give us a call, 734-763-3500. Jonathan Lethem is here. Um, we're, we're asking you to give us a call. We've got books to give you. Um, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back. The story of my life I'll tell about the night we met And how my heart can't forget the way You smile at me I want the world to know The story of my life the moment when your lips met mine And that first exciting time I held you close to me The sorrow when our love was breaking up The memory of a broken heart Then later on the joy of making up Never, never more to part there's a one thing left to do Before my story's through I've got to take you for my wife So the story of my life can start And end with you The sorrow and our love was breaking up The memory of a broken heart Never more to part 
a one thing left to do Before my story's through I've got to take you for my wife So the story of my life can start and end Can start and end Can start and end It's Fundraiser 2016 here at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Will you please pledge your support to The Living Writers Show, a magnificent piece of programming given to you weekly by our pal T. Hetzel, who we hope gets better very, very soon. The phone number here is 734-763-3500. Look at the picture. See the skull, the part of bone removed, the master race Frankenstein radio controls, the brain thoughts broadcasting radio, the eyesight television, the Frankenstein earphone radio, the threshold brainwash radio, the latest new skull reforming to contain all Frankenstein controls, the synthetic nerve radio directional antenna loop. Make copies for yourself. There is no escape from the annual WCBN fundraiser. We need your donations so we can continue to broadcast our top-notch eclectic brand of programming from the far side of the moon you never see. You may donate via your telephone at 734-763-3500 or the Frankenstein Computer God Internet at www.wcbn.org to help sustain the last bastion of freeform in the entire Ann Arbor universe. Donate money or even a manual typewriter to me for your only hope for a future! You have one unheard message. First message. Hello, sweetheart? It's your mother. I just heard that your brother, the urologist, called those nice young people at WCBN to pledge money for the fundraiser. Have you called yet? I can't find the remote. Hey, I'm talking to your son! Ah, the good one, the other one. So, darling, I always hear you playing that cockamamie music. So it's only show them some gratitude. So go ahead, pick up your phone right now and call 763-3500. And then call your mother. I worry. Well, this is a station uh, with uh, cockamamie music sometimes, all kinds of music. And uh, that is true also on the Living Writers Program. It's about not only writing, but music. I'm Tex, uh, one of the engineers for this program. Uh, one of the things that I have really enjoyed about being in, uh, involved with Living Writers is that uh, T's, uh, T has the practice of asking the writers themselves. Other shows just have some kind of interstitial music. T asks the writers themselves to bring in music of their own, and that proves in so many cases to be a revelation uh, for uh, that that leads into 
information in the interview that uh, that other interviewers have left uncovered. Uh, who would have thought that Jonathan Lethem would have picked the story of my life? Was that from his? Uh, it was from one of T's interviews, uh, Marty Robbins' tune written by the young Burt Bacharach. Always been one of my favorite songs. I always learn something uh, from the music that people pick. It's from their homelands. It's from their childhoods. It's uh, it's all about the texture of their lives that T gets into in her interviews on this show. We're sorry that she can't be here with us this week, but she is not just under the weather, but way below the weather. And we know she would be happy if you gave a call to pledge your support. We will have original interviews of the very best kind coming along. We're talking about putting them together into a book. You can be part of that. Give us a call, 734-763-3500. We're raising money this week here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We need your support. You can go to wcbn.org slash donate. You can see our wonderful premiums. You can see sweatpants that will keep you warm the next time the weather turns nasty. We have listener-sourced, crowd-sourced t-shirts, and they turned out really well. We even have a tote bag this year. You know you want it. You know you want to pick up your phone and call 734-763-3500, wcbn.org slash donate. We've got some more music. We sort of have some greatest hits of our musical greatest hits of our fundraisers and of our interviews lined up here today. Let's take it back to the Liz in Studio A. It's coming up. Word up.
Raising money here on the Living Writers Program today, 763-3500, word up. James Bennett stepped up with a pledge to the Living Writers Radio Program here on WCBN. You can do the same if you want to hear original literary content continuing to happen here on WCBN-FM with host T. Hetzel. She is under the weather. She is actually pretty much stomped by the weather at this point, but she's on the mend. She will be back, and she will be back with fresh interviews. We have had some of the most famous writers around. It has been such a thrill for me and for the Liz behind the glass and to meet some of these famous folks, David Mitchell, uh, the, the Ethiopian writer Abraham Vergeze. That is one that really stuck with me. Uh, just, Arundhati Roy. Yeah, Arundhati Roy. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, Alice Walker. We've had uh, we've had the biggest of the big names, and uh, and we've had fresh interviews with them that are really not like the ones that have been done anywhere else. Seven six three thirty five hundred area code seven three four. You can go to wcbn dot org slash donate. We have wonderful premiums that will make you look and feel so sharp. The phone answerers are here. They will tell you all about them. Including that the sweatpants we have on offer are flatulence retardant. Flatulence retarded sweatpants. You don't get those at NPR. They just let those odors pass through. But we have the stuff for you. 734-763-3500. One of the the things... Uh, that I like about this show. It's mostly, um, it's mostly, it's mostly about poetry, but it's really about anything. And he has very Catholic tastes in music, in literature, and in everything else. And we have actually one of our local blues poets here to expound upon that. Thank you, Tex. This is Blue Chip Johnson. And uh, I'm going to recite some poetry for you today. All right. This first song is uh, uh, about, about, of course, about women in my life, because there's always, there's always a woman making trouble, or me making trouble for women. You know, that's, that's part of the blues. So uh, I'm going to start here. I, 
I feel this way about you, baby. I just can't hide. Whenever we meet, it's such a wonderful ride. It carries me a little further along that road. I can feel that spark deep in my bones. Yeah, don't let me down, baby. It's a long way to go. Cause a woman in you is so hard to let go. I know you've had your hard times. <coughs> Lord, I've had mine too. Heard your story ring sad, seen your colors come through. You know, the pain washes over that part of our souls, and what grows in its place is precious to hold. I've been around, baby, and I played such a fool. I found a woman like you can make everything new. Yeah, baby, it can. There's magic that unfolds every time you smile. Like the light that shines from a summer sunrise. I want to do the things that please you so much and always be there so I can feel your touch. I've been around, baby, and I played such a fool. You know, a woman like you can make everything new. I, I remember the last verse here. Just hold on a second. We're with you, Blue Chip. Keep at it. Okay, thank you. Can I have a little drink here? We're on a long, hard road, running through a short life. Seems there's never time to do all you want to do right. You know, people pray and they pay for their place up above. But what really matters here, baby, is who do you love? Don't let me down, baby. It hurts me, don't you know? Because a woman in you is so hard to let go. Blues poet, Blue Chip Johnson. I think we can make a good transition from that into this Valentine's original Valentine's Day song written by George Cooper and sent to T. Hetzel. What do you think, Tex? I think so, but uh, let me just first say, as Blue Chip had it, uh, don't let us down. Call us up, 734-763-3500. It's all about the love. Yes, it is, Tex, and thank you.
Yes, indeed. Well, we had uh, we had love poetry. We've had anti-love poetry on this song, on this show. We are raising money here on WCBN this show and this week. Uh, we need your support. 734-763-3500. Uh, Katie Hartsock called in with a pledge, uh, and she even called in a stanza of poetry with it. Uh, you can do that. We will do, we will read a stanza of poetry for you on the air. If you want to just give us a call, make a pledge, 734-763-3500. Katie sends this one, which is relevant, uh, from Emily Dickinson. I gave myself to him and took himself for pay. The solemn contract of a life was ratified this way. Think about poetry. That was by Emily Dickinson. Think about poetry that's relevant to fundraising or toward the role that the Living Writers Radio Program plays in your life. A lot of this show is about, oh, it's about prose. We've had music writers on here. We've had novelists. But a lot of it is about contemporary poetry, which is what T. Hetzel uh, does herself. Uh, and so we'd like to feature a piece of contemporary poetry next. Liz is back behind the glass. Uh, it's by a Canadian poet. Uh, Randall Bachman is his name. His, Liz, hit it. Good evening. I'm Godfrey St. John Burns, and this is Poetry Minute and a Half. Tonight's poem, Taking Care of Business, by Randall Bachman. You get up every morning from your alarm clock's warning. Take the 8.15 into the city. There's a whistle up above, and people pushing, people shoving, and the girls who try to look pretty. And if your train's on time, you can get to work by nine, and start your slaving job to get your pay. If you ever get annoyed, look at me. I'm self-employed. I love to work at nothing all day. And I'll be taking care of business every day, taking care of business every way. I've been taking care of business, it's all mine, taking care of business and working overtime. If it were as easy as fishing, you could be a musician. If you could make sounds loud or mellow, get a second-hand guitar, chances are you'll go far. If you get in with the right bunch of fellows, People see you having fun, just a lying in the sun. Tell them that you like it this way. It's the work that we avoid, and we're all self-employed. We love to work at nothing all day. And I'll be taking care of business every day, taking care of business every way. I've been taking care of business. It's all mine, taking care of business and working overtime. Just laughed. 
Miss, it'll save you for a dollar and a half. Well, it a whole lot of talk about loving, but let me tell you how I feel. Loving may keep the whole world turning. Money greases the wheel. I said, money greases the wheel. Those last two pieces of poetic expression pertain to what we're doing here at the radio station today and all this week at WCBN. It's fundraiser week on WCBN. We only do it once a year. We ask you to give a call. Katie Hartsock called. We've had a few calls. We need a few more calls here on Living Writers. Uh, T is sorry indeed that she cannot be here with you, but she is here in spirit uh, and we're taking care of business, and yes, indeed, love may make the world go round, but money greases the wheel. Leave it to country music to boil it down to a good couplet. One of my uh, favorite memories of T, uh, T is, does, is a lover of country music and listens to my country show on Saturdays. I'm Tex uh, from the Down Home Show and a living writer's engineer. One time I played this kind of reprehensible song called She Was Rockin' the Beer Gut. And the phone rang and I thought, oh no, somebody's going to complain about this song. But no, it was T. Hetzel who said, Tex, that's hilarious. T. Hetzel is a person who finds poetry and liter literature wherever they may occur uh, in this world. And she's going to keep doing that, but she can only keep doing that if you pledge your support. 734-763-3500. Please do show T. Hetzel some love and the Living Writers show some love by calling... 763-3500. I am the Liz. I help to engineer the show uh, throughout the year. And Tex and I have a blast doing it, as he was saying. And we're having a blast right now tag teaming this fundraiser show. So uh, show your support of, uh, of the experience that somebody like us as engineers can get to work the sound, to meet the authors, to listen uh, in real time, in person to um, 
to the conversations, the glorious conversations that T has with the authors that visit our radio station and your favorite radio station, WCBN. Call 763-3500 to show how much you love this show. And not just us, but uh, uh, kids from the writing program uh, usually get to walk the writers over here. Who knows what kind of inspiration uh, is transmitted during those conversations. This is a good thing. You know, they say there's two sides to everything. There are not two sides to this show. This is just unalloyed streak of gold uh, and that's why you should call in and support it 734-763-3500 wcbn.org slash donate uh, call in a poem we'll put it on the air we only have about 10 minutes left we want to play you another uh, little bit of an interview T, T has all kinds of writers poets novelists she's had some wonderful music writers on this show uh, David Ritz, the great historian of, of Motown and R&B and soul, uh, was on here. And we had a local writer, Craig Mackey, uh, who just wrote this, this uh, magisterial book about uh, country music in Michigan. It's really, it was published by the University of Michigan Press. It had stuff that was just buried so deep until he brought it out. We're going to play a little bit of that, and then we'll be back at ya. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, great, because you know what? It's fundraiser week here at WCBN and on Living Writers. And today, Craig Mackey is here in the studio. I feel like this is just an auspicious, like you it couldn't be more perfect, Craig, to have you here today. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. It's It's fun. Thank you. And it's like, it's a homecoming. Have you been, yeah. uh, and I'll just say that Craig's brought with him, not only the great music, the song that we just heard um, from his own collection, but also his book, Detroit Country Music, Mountaineers, Cowboys and Rockabillies, um, out in 2013 with the University of Michigan Press. And a quick shout out of thanks to Sean Manning um, for sending a, a, a copy out. Um, thanks, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right around the corner. He could probably hear that. Yeah, exactly. Talk about community. <laughs> um, but Craig, so so you you DJed here. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, wonderful. We've got another pledge has just rolled in. Thank you so much to Heidi Pratt, um, she, who's really enjoying the show. Right. Um, oh, and this is great. And and Heidi says she loves learning about all the local writers and that's true on living writers um craig Mackey, you're one of them <laughs> you're you're one of our our home team here and sure, sure. um and that's part of the mission of the show to have um local writers we have grace shackman coming up from the ann arbor obs uh, observer um and um and then but we also have guests that are um traveling through on on book tours um wonderful oh sorry yes <laughs> Thank you, Craig. <laughs> and, no, it is. And so, but thank you to Heidi um, for calling in. Um, thanks very much, Heidi. Um, and so keep those calls coming in. Uh, this is a good time to say the number again. Craig, would you like to do the honors? 734-763-3500. Thank you. Craig Mackey, former WCBN DJ, and now um, author of Detroit Country Music. Um, so, Craig, let's, let's go back to some of the... Um, I don't know. Maybe some of some of the writing of the book. Let's talk a little sure. bit about the writing. Yeah. So, and you you touched on this a a little bit because I was interested when you were researching. This is a this is a 
this has got a lot of pages. <laughs> it's a big project. Yes. Um, it would have been bigger uh, if I had my way. <laughs> how so? I gave them a 200,000-word manuscript, and uh, they asked me to edit it in half. So there are a number of stories that I had to pull, and then I had to slim down the rest. But um, it how, was... How did you make those decisions as the writer? Uh, I had to weigh um, there the... Uh, well, okay, so the book is presented not as a linear narrative, not as a linear historical thing, but uh, individual stories of these people. So um, many of them overlap, of course, because they all came to Detroit, and use the same outlets to present their music. Um, but so I, so I have 20 chapters in here. One's an introduction. Um, the rest are different biographies of people, of artists who uh, worked in Detroit. And so some of the stories that I did wind up pulling, um, uh, maybe they, uh, they, uh, the artists didn't have as much influence or weren't as prominent as some of the others who are still in the book. Um, however, I did uh, try to mention them in, in the other stories that were saved. Uh, and I created a blog about a year before um, this was published last October called carcitycountry.com. And I, I uh, put some of the stories that didn't make it in there uh, up online for people to read. And as, as well, I have all kinds of uh, different types of research that I present on the blog as well, like um, uh, discographies, sessionographies, um, photos that that uh, I couldn't use in the book and that sort of thing. And is it something that, um, you're, that this blog is still, is, is it... Is it static right now, or is it also, it's for the, the book as well, so you're right. also probably posting to let people know of upcoming events. True, and, yeah. And are you still, I don't know, what, what are you still researching? Like, are you still finding some pieces? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, in fact, uh, people uh, sort of uh, from all over the place wind up at the blog, uh, and I hear from relatives of these of some of the people presented uh, online, um, and then uh, there was a cover story in the Metro Times last um, December, and this uh, this guy just got in touch with me a few weeks ago, and he said my mom somehow wound up with a copy of this magazine, and she was flipping through the pages, and she saw her late husband in one of the photos, and she felt like she was having a heart attack, even though she was just surprised, you know. <laughs> so I got together with her and the family just last weekend. Keith and I went up to visit with them, and it was great. You know, they they were really very gracious and and helpful. They loaned us some photos to scan and and told us the story of of their dad, who actually passed away forty years ago this year or thirty years ago this year. So um, that sort of thing just you know is wonderful. You know, just to meet people like that and and. Uh, um, give, give, tell them, share with them the information that we know, and and they uh, help us as well. And and is that something that? Um... 
an excerpt of T. Hetzel's interview with local writer Craig Mackey, uh, who has written a tome about country music in the Detroit area and around southeastern Michigan. Uh, you know, we emphasize, Liz and I have emphasized some of these famous writers. T. has also been a really important force in the efforts of a lot of local writers, maybe first-time writers. Uh, she's very good with them. Uh, so this is another reason to give us a call, 734-763-3500. This, this show is an important part of the local writing scene here in Ann Arbor and around the University of Michigan. Uh, we have a couple of pledgers to thank. We need one more. We can get a few more in here before 6 o'clock. Louis Ciccarelli from Ann Arbor gave us a call at 763-3500. He pledged his support. Del Villarreal of the Go Cat Go Rockabilly Show said he was glad to hear Craig on the air. You can pledge to us. You can pledge to Dell's show, too. You can divide your pledge. Dell has a magisterial rockabilly uh, compilation this year of rockabilly artists from around the world. Estonian rockabilly, we've got it here on WCBN. We've got the best writers from around the world and from around Michigan and from around Ann Arbor, and we need your support to keep it going. 734-763-3500. I think we're almost out of time. That is it. That is the dramatic sound of orchestral music telling you to pick up the phone, go to the phone, pick up the phone, call 734-763-3500. It's all about being in the eye of the tiger. It's about the creative act. It is about inspiration. It is about the inspiration of the cellular telephone. Give us a call, 763-3500. Thanks to all who have called. We'll see you soon with live new shows from T. Hetzel on Living Writers.
Hello and welcome to today's special edition of the Daily Sports Report here on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Morris Fabry. Today I'm doing a solo show for you today, but don't worry, I shouldn't be just, you know, talking the whole time. We've got uh, a bit of a special episode of the Daily Sports Report for you today. We're going to be playing a Riding the Pine exclusive interview with Mark Champion. Riding the Pine uh, is... Of course, a, a podcast run by WCBN's own Dalton Pataki. You may recognize that name from uh, him doing a lot of Monday shows. Just remind you, you're listening to 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Uh, if you want to hear more from Riding the Pine, you can Google Riding the Pine uh, on SoundCloud. You've, they've got uh, more podcast episodes with casts of people talking about pop culture, sports, and all kinds of other things. We'll get to that interview in just a little bit. Uh, But first, before we do anything, uh, I just want to remind you guys to call in and donate to our annual fundraiser. That number is 734-763-3500. We would not be able to do what we do without your support. We appreciate uh, anything that you can do to help us out. So please call in at any point that you can during the show. 734-763-3500. Uh, and without further ado, well, maybe with a little more further ado, we'll, we'll get into this interview with Detroit Pistons radio play-by-play announcer Mark Champion. Uh, this interview took place on Monday night. I was actually present for it. It took place over the phone here in WCBN studios. Uh, the interview took place before a pretty big Pistons trade, so it may be just slightly dated in that respect, but other than that, it's pretty good stuff. So uh, here it is. Riding the Pine with Dalton Pataki and the Benchwarmers, a 